All right, welcome to Pass the Mic for Friday, March 1st, 2024, episode 107. Joining me across the table, Mr. Michael Gervasi in Studio B. What's up, what's up? Welcome, welcome. We have hit, man, this year is flying by. This calendar year is crazy. March, really. March. Um, And we'll have to see what March is. There's like some saying, like in like a lion, out like a lamb or something. Yeah. I don't know, it was like 76 degrees yesterday or two days ago, and then I got walked out yesterday. It was freezing. Freezing. Wind those, was blowing. Those four-season Michigan people must have loved it yesterday, uh, the last 48 hours. Uh, feedback and errors from last week's episode got a lot, Max. Uh, well, first of all, uh, the Rendog, I put the episode out at 12. One of Max's first texts is, why is this episode saying out six hours ago? It's because I did what I said I would do. I published past the mic at 12.01 a.m. Eastern Standard Time Yep. for our third shift people like the Rendog. He works uh, overnight, I believe, as a directory of security operations for uh, something. Yeah. I don't want to give it away because it might be, might, uh, you know, implicate, you know, like they might, I don't want, if he's guarding something really important, I don't want him to be taken advantage of. Yeah. Uh, but he listens to, that's good for people like that, our third shifters like the Rendog. He had comments very early and Max was like, why is it so early? Well, that's what I'm doing now. I am going to, we're recording this on Thursday, the 29th. Leap happy leap year. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to upload it at 1201. So Max right away put out with that. He mentioned the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. Do you remember it? Yes, I, that? Do. I, I, mean, I don't Lots want to take away. There, yeah. All right. Well, I'm not going to take away too much from Max because I'm going to go. Justin Woodring, have you noticed his comments? Yeah, on he's page? jumped in quite a bit. You know, Justin Woodring, um, a, a famous filmmaker. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to go quite well. We, I don't know how much we can say. Uh, he filmed a, um, a, a, a great short film called A, a Typical Day in. Choir. Um, that's all. We're going <laughs> to. You said too much. Uh, did I say too much? I don't know. I, Can you go back and edit that? Uh, I don't know. But uh, he, Justin Woodring, we've begged and pleaded for this video, uh, but he says that it's it's sort of like one of those things that's never to be seen again. You know, I'm going to use him today, just now we oh, think okay. about it, in, in our topic. Well, well he is a, he's a, um, a member of our service. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Um, he mentioned that he has been in a remote town like that in Alaska yes. camping, and he loved it. Yeah, he loved it. He also asked, must have been around the Valentine's Day episode when I mentioned my cousin John's tips about dumping your girlfriend right before their birthday around. Mm-hmm. He wants cousin John to be a guest for more dating tips. <laughs> yeah. So I'll have to reach out to my cousin. So Justin Woodring, uh, thank you for uh, listening. Um, and then we also, uh, <laughs> I want to maintain, I want to maintain to uh, Mr. Sakura, Kent Sakura. And to Miss Torres, that we are family friendly. Yeah. We are family friendly. I messed up a little bit with astronomy and anatomy, so this is not this is not this type of show. That that is not what pass the mic is. We are family friendly. Um, I just m- mixed up. You had me a little flustered. I mixed up. I knew what I meant. Astronomy um, regarding the sun being yeah, up in so many days, you know. So you know, bonus points. Uh, you know. Bonus points to Miss Torres for calling me out for that. Yeah, and I'm really sorry about that line that apparently <laughs> oh, is that, did set you get, some people did off. Did you get feedback? Yeah, on? it just was apparently inappropriate. Oh, okay. I, I, I wasn't trying to be. I, I, didn't I did know not it. click the box that said, in a, you know, um, parent discretion advised. So hopefully nobody turns us in. Shoot. All right, you got other feedback? Yeah, Max mentioned uh, he thought it was going to be the Juice soundtrack. I'm sure you've never seen that movie either, just like you haven't seen Friday. <laughs> no. Uh, Juice, um, but it wasn't, but that's a good one. Very good songs. I'm sure the Ren Dog will have something to say. A couple of really, really good songs on that soundtrack. Max does not like it when you sing on this show. That's yeah, that's right. Clear. We sang a little bit of, I think I sang a little um, Simple Minds, or did I? No, I did the other one from uh, 16 one Candles. Yeah. Um, uh, if You Leave. Okay, yeah. Actually, I watched that movie uh, last week as it, just by coincidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary Bailey, 
Another uh, underrated song, Shaft. Oh, okay. Shaft. Um, I, Woodring also commented on World War II era guest speaker that we had. Oh yeah, um, the speaker. Yeah, he said yeah. Elizabeth Elizabeth Pate thought it was funny. The comment. Yes. Oh, you, sorry. Oh, no, the beep. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Evie Crampton yes. jumped in, commented watching Genius, MLK, and Martin Luther King on Disney. I have oh, watched yes. that. It's really eight part series. I've watched Holy two cow. of them. She liked uh, Remember the Titans soundtrack. Great uh, soundtrack. Close, yeah, great oh my soundtrack. God, what yeah. a great soundtrack. Followed closely by Guardians of the Galaxy. I guess I would say, if you like Remember the Titans, I think Forrest Gump soundtrack would. Yeah. I but, mean, we were talking just individual songs. Yeah. I mean, if you go into whole soundtracks, uh, you know, because like really those were just individual songs. And now, interesting too, I sent it to you. It's a TikTok. I know you're, you're against my TikToks, but it was a very unique TikTok this guy made I'm about TikToks, the Ghostbusters themes and Huey Lewis. It's like this whole intertwined story, right? Now, I don't know. we got to yeah, worry about citing our crazy. sources. So I, I'm, I don't want to just post and say, look at this. This is cool. I want to go look this up to make sure this isn't just some doofus with a TikTok account yeah. making stuff up. But he intertwined this story saying that the Ghostbusters, he feels the Ghostbusters theme, Ray Parker Jr. Yeah. Ray Parker? Ray Parker. Roy? Ray. Actually, I think it's Roy. Okay. He claims that, that he stole I Want a New Drug. And that's the Ghostbusters themes. I want a new drug. Max is going to be mad. Sing it. One that won't make me sick. All right. And dun, then, and then there's, and then Ghostbusters <laughs> is. Dun, 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 dun. It's sort yeah. of like. Yeah. Jimmy Lewis it. believes that they stole his song. Yes. And that's why he went and said, okay, well, I'll make movie songs anyway. And he went and did what you talked about. Back to the future. Money, I'm going to put yeah. that clip up on the Facebook. Ray Parker page. Jr., by the way. Right. Okay. okay. So. But there's a supposedly a backstory that between these two that Huey Lewis and the news felt wrong. Yeah. So we'll, I'll post that up. Take it for what it's worth. Uh, do your own research. This could be just some doofus that's making something up. Do your own research. There it is. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Anything else? That's it. That's a lot. We had a lot of feedback we did. last we did. week. Yeah. And I don't want Mr. Woodring to think that we were forgetting about him because I know no, I've of been course not. putting on there. So, hey, shout out to you. And I liked his Alaska input. He said he'd do it again. A tent. Oh, man. I, I didn't say that. I said I would be okay to go to one of these rural towns, but there better be shelter with climate control. Yeah. Okay. My mic of the week. So, you know, a while back I said I got into listening. You know, I, I always listen to podcasts a lot on my walks, either my playlist or podcasts. And I do I, the 60 Minutes episode is in my rotation on Monday. Mm-hmm. Mike Wallace. My, <laughs> uh, I listen to our show on Saturdays usually just to make sure. That, and again, not to add a link, listen, but to make sure that nothing's wrong. Like, right. You know, I want to. So I listen to it early on my walk Saturday. And I had been listening to Joe Rogan. Now, he then started to annoy – you know, it's funny. He's so against conspiracy theory people, but on some of his own things, he's like a conspiracy yeah, theory guy. Like right, I, clearly. Like I, I – and in some of the stuff – and like he's admitted to some mistakes. Like I remember recently he he did this clip of uh, poking fun at Biden for messing something up, but in reality it was the other they, – they found out he messed up. His producers will usually tell him. But I, I just got sick of all these all the time. So I went and found – I needed a new podcast to get away from that. Okay. So – I picked up a podcast that's hosted by a local Michael, right? Born in 1968, a product of the Gross Point Schools and Michigan State University, huge Spartan. He always he's a he's like me back with Michigan back before Chloe went. Mike Pipolowski. No, that's a good one though. Ah. Um, he wrote he writes for the Detroit Free Press. He broke along with another writer the big Kwame Kilpatrick texting scandal. Mm. You know who I don't know who it is though. M. L. Elric. Michael oh, Elric, he really? hosts his own podcast 
Um, and it's really, it's like the heartbeat, the beat of Detroit. I'll, I'll post a link to that too. The reason I listened to them is he, the first one that popped up that I saw, his wife is a columnist or a writer for the Free Press. She did a story on the Crumbly Mothers trial. Okay. And she did like an hour long discussion with them about what went on. It was really interesting. Mm-hmm. The last one I listened to, it was really cool. It was like a 21-year-old Wayne State journalism student who had an article published, who I read the article before I listened to this podcast, about tunnels in the city of Detroit, all the different types mm-hmm. of tunnels and why they're here and what we have. And it was really cool. And this girl's 21. I, I tweeted at her and said, hey, I read the article a week ago and listening on the podcast, great story. Because it just makes me happy that there are young people still going into these careers. And she sounded in the podcast, um, it sounded like she really likes doing what she's mm-hmm. doing. Um, and that that's always great for me. So my Mike of the Week, Michael Elric, he goes by ML, uh, columnist for the Free Press. His big claim to fame, he broke the Kwame Kilpatrick. He does a lot of investigative journalism. That's his thing. Mm-hmm. And he broke the Kwame Kilpatrick text message Christine Beattie scandal. Mm. Big time. I mean, all these politicians can't stand them and stuff. But If we're going to talk about the text messages, perhaps you should play the music again. <laughs> that's so far back. I don't even know. You even know. I mean, mm. I mean, I don't want to get, I don't want to get sued by the Kilpatrick. Okay, right. Good deal. Good deal. All right. So that's my mic of the week. If you, and again, I, I, if you like, if you like that sort of like, it, what's nice is it's all Detroit based. So if you like that type of local journalism and news, I would go check out, check out that podcast. It's uh, pretty good. All right. Education topic this week. This one came to my mind. I just returned back from a school trip Yeah. with, I brought 17 uh, marauders to the Amway in Grand Rapids for a two days student council, state leadership conference. You just had a meeting last night. My wife was at it as well. You guys are taking um, close to, what, 100 uh, or 80 students? Uh, 80 a, people. Yeah, it's a ton. A lot of people, two buses, right. two busfuls of people to Europe over spring break. Yeah. France, southern France, Italy. Um, and so I thought, and we both have been on trips before, both short trips and multiple day trips out of the country. I wanted to know overrated, underrated, um, what is your overrated, underrated? Wait a minute. What am I? I'm, I'm getting my. I'm throwing. I'm throwing myself out. I'm skipping ahead to. I'm like what is overrated, underrated. Two here. And you got yes, it. I educate. Well, it is an education topic. Yeah. Let's do overrated, underrated first. Okay. Since what I've the hell? Why not? Up. Right. Yeah. yeah. Overrated, underrated. School trips. All right. What do you got? Overrated. <laughs> so we're doing school trips first, and then yeah. we're going to go into our education. All topic. right. So because it may fall into our education topic. I, I was thinking, man, like it's almost my underrated could be overrated, and vice versa. But I'm just going to stick with this. Overrated, I really don't think people understand the logistics that go. I don't even understand the logistics oh that go this. It's so difficult. Um, and, and, you know, I'm not going to – I'm going to be very vague on details here. But I've, I've witnessed recently other examples of people putting these trips together. And it's amazing how many people, kind of like the armchair warriors sitting on their couch during a game, know more than the coach. Yes. Uh, no more than the people putting it together. And I, I'm putting that aside for a second. That's just, I'm venting, I guess, for a half a second here. The fact of the matter is what these folks that put these trips together go through is remarkable. Whatever they're getting out of the deal is certainly nowhere near yeah. than what they're putting into it. So what they do is amazing. And so my overrated is that, that I, I think that it's the what people don't really understand. And again, this could be underrated. It sounds like underrated. Uh, but I'm putting it in overrated just in, in the sense that overrated tends to sound negative, and I want it, the, the listener to understand how really cumbersome this process is. I think, is. like you said, overrated sometimes is overseeing that this is a lot of work. A ton it of work, is, yeah. It is a lot of work. Um, my overrated is that 
lot of times you look at these and you think of, because anytime you travel, right, travel other than for business purposes, whether so there is obviously travel for work, but oftentimes when you travel, the word that is synonymous with it is vacation, mm-hmm. right? That's, yeah. that's right. Most of the time, that's the word that goes along with yes. uh, travel. This is not a vacation. No. Whenever you take, whenever you are taking people that are not, w- w- that are not your children, that don't have their families there. In some cases there are. We do have parents that right. go on these trips. I'm taking but my oldest. This last weekend, I took 17 kids. 16 of them weren't mine. Yeah. All right. Um, you know, but I'm responsible for all 16. All I heard 17. they snuck away during lunch. Wasn't <laughs> <it>? <laughs> Wherever that sponsor is that ratted them out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That was, uh, well, that's a whole nother thing. Sorry. Nothing bad. They didn't leave where they were supposed to. They they were where they needed for permission. But I think what's overrated is that there's no rest or relaxation. None. Uh, Other other than the sleeping at night when, and that's not even that. You're not getting a full night's sleep. I did not get a good night's sleep either night. Like I would, I'm normally a sound sleeper. I'm one of those people that go to bed. You know me, you try to text me sometimes at 845. It's over. And I don't wake up until my alarm goes off. Yeah. The, both of these nights, not because anyone was misbe, just because of what was resting on my shoulders, I woke up every couple hours just on my own, not out of noise or out of fear of people doing the wrong thing. Just physically, that's what happened because I I knew I couldn't have a sound sleep. Yeah. When we were in Europe, uh, you know, the last time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I it, it's you're exhausted. You exhausted. are exhausted. I was talking to Avon Bailey today, the Disney trip. There's no exhausted like Disney exhausted, even when you're just with your family. Imagine Disney yeah. exhausted when you're not right. with your family with all these other people. She was, she told me she was absolutely exhausted. So my overrated is the idea that it's a vacation. Yeah. Um, even for the people that just have to go with themselves, their family, or like just go with their own kid to D.C., these things are planned minute by minute. Yeah. You're exhausted. There's no lounging by the pool. And I think like for me, okay, so I'm taking Natalia to Europe here in less than a month, right? And, and it's more the experience that she's going to cherish, but I, I'm under no illusion that she's going to go be there happy every minute she's there. It's oh, going to be tough, oh, man. Yes. Oh, yeah. You, just, I, you know me last time. I mean, yeah, you were. I will say this. Strewn tacos to, all over the place. And. <laughs> to reassure you on that, Chloe looking back at it now as a second-year college student yeah. is so thankful. Yeah. And she tells us, and you know, her friends all went to like Punakana as seniors. Mm-hmm. And she looks at it back at it now as a sophomore in college and is so thankful that she got to experience that. Yeah. And sometimes that's what it takes, you know, that the, and I'm sure your daughter's going to appreciate it now. Of course. But it's going to be a few years down the road. Yes. And like I tried, like we try to tell her, I didn't go to Europe till I was in my thirties. Right. For the first time. My first time was just this last time. Like it's not, there's people that don't leave this state. Yeah. Not to mention you have gone to like multiple. And that's what, that is what's nice, you know, about these, and I'm, I'm getting into my underrated when it's an organized tour, you get to see way more than if you and I just went mm-hmm. because, and that plays into the exhaustion that, okay, we're here, 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 yeah, here, yeah. here. Yeah. You're getting past these lines. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry if I stomp, no, go ahead. but my underrated is that the perks of going on a school thing is they are usually 99.9% of the time well-organized and you see way more than if Mike and Mike flew to Europe and try to do our own thing. Yeah. So, and that's the trade-off you get. You see way and it's more. A good, you're right. You're right. And that, again, that's what you carry with you afterward that makes the trip better. Um, but I don't, I, even as a 40, what was I, 43 at the time, a 43-year-old, I didn't appreciate what I was doing until 42. But I didn't appreciate what I was doing until after the fact. I got to think about it. You know, even seeing the Mona Lisa, which we both agreed was overrated, it's still something. Oh, I mean, I mean, walking through the Louvre and, yeah. you know, like uh, – 
just the, the the age of stuff and and that's the other thing too. Like when you, when you have a good tour guide, the stuff they know, the knowledge they put on. Where instead of it's just me and you, like two doofuses walking around, don't even know what's going on. Right. You know. So that to me is the underrated. When you are on an organized tour, um, yes, you're not lounging at the pool for like six hours. You know, having you know a diet Pepsi, okay, with no ice because you're in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you are also though you're getting to see a lot that you might not have pushed yourself if you right. were just on a vacation right. on your own. So that's my underrated. Did I until your underrated was no? I'm gonna go with. So I had a few things written down here. I'm gonna just go with the end. Everybody you go with, um, maybe it was just our trip, but every time I see those people now that we were there with, I feel a certain camaraderie with them. You know that we did this together. Oh, yeah. It's it's quite an experience. Again, it can be beyond exhausting. But, you know, I think you see them and they see you in a different light after the fact. It's more of a human relationship as opposed to teacher to student or teacher to teacher or whatever. And so the camaraderie you develop with the kid, it, it changes the dynamic for the better. All right. so. Yeah, that is true. Like I, I run into the Spicers at places yeah, and we yeah. talk about uh, stuff like that. I, and I remember even way back in the the, the the way back in the day, my first one that I went on with Mark Nyholm, the Lloyds, Mr. Lloyd subbed here for mm-hmm. a while. I'd yeah. see him, and we'd still we'd talk about Europe like ten years yeah. down the road and stuff. It, it it is you because you have everyone else's back. You know, that's yeah, what's nice yeah. too. You're you're all you're all have the same intention. You want to have a good time. But you're also taking care of people. You know, some kids don't feel good. Some, you know, right. it's never like this. Uh, that I, you know, I guess that's another underrated thing is that you build this. Okay, yes, it's not just Mike and Mike on this trip. It's forty of us, and if someone needs help, you know, one of these forty people are going to be there to help you out. Multiple right. people, right? So, yeah, that's a good one. Good one. That's great. All right, so we obviously I jacked things up. I was so excited <laughs> about the travel, but in a way, it sort of fills into because we're going all positive this week. Yeah, we're all positive because um, school trips may fall into this. Yeah, may fall into this. It's not going to mind, but it's not. But when I thought about it, that's why I sort of like jumped ahead. These are both things that are positive. I wanted to to, um, ask you because like a lot of the episodes we have, we're complaining about testing and this and that. Mm -hmm. I want to know. We've been doing this now like a long time. We're both in the twenty, the second decade of working this. Um, Going through this now, uh, what are your favorite parts of working in education now? Currently now, modern modern times. What are the things that on the bad days where, you know, where the hoops are being jumped through and there's complaints about salary and pay and benefits and, and you know, adv- you know what's going on, what, is, what, what, are, what are the things that keep you coming back besides the 3rd and the 18th being paid? So I really have to come back to the summer of 2020 when COVID was in full swing and George Floyd happened. I got multiple messages from kids about how I taught them uh, different things that helped them understand better what was going on after George Floyd. And so that is, I have the screenshots of them still. That is to me what I will probably carry with me for the rest of my career. That is, I I don't think you get that in too many other walks of life. I'm sure that I I know there are some, but I I don't, I, I think that's fewer and far between. So that's number one, just those positive interactions you have with, with kids later. You know, I remember a friend of mine telling me based on a class I was teaching some years back that, yeah, you're not getting a lot out of it now and it might be a hassle, but and I'm telling you it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay off in the long run. And these messages that came through after really showed that that was true. So that's the first thing. Um, you get to teach, the, you know, if you love a subject, like I love parts of social studies, you get to teach that every day. That's pretty darn cool. Um, and last, I'm going to go with, and I'm sure you could touch upon this. So we were talking about Justin, 
And uh, I remember him quite well as a student. And, you know, he did the thing you mentioned before. And I had heard these things. Filmmaker. Yeah. You learn to really, it's humbling in a sense that you might think a certain way about a certain somebody at a different time for different reasons. Like this kid is this, this kid is that. And then you get to know the kid. And it really can shape your outlook for the positive about people that you otherwise might not. You know, if I'd have never had him in class, all I would know him for is that and maybe a few other things that happened in high school. I have nothing but fond memories of him in the classroom. He was brilliant. So, Justin, if you're listening, and I don't know if it was a respect factor with me. I think just in general, I thought you were great to have in class. And so, and it's not just him. You are humbled. You are, and I've been told quite often in my adult life that I'm very judgmental, so it must be true. But I also have been humbled quite often by kids that you think one way about and then you learn the other. I think if I was ever fortunate enough to be a professor professor of uh, curriculum or uh, ed, of educate, you know, like curriculum, what was it, 305 at Eastern, mm-hmm. class, man, you know, basic yeah. education, where you got every subject, it wasn't subject-based, it was just high school, secondary curriculum. Mm-hmm. I think the number one thing I would tell everybody is is to avoid that pre- before school starting or lunchroom talk of yeah. kids' names and walking right. in and looking at your roster and hearing people say, oh, student X is awful. Right. And going in that first day and thinking, okay, this kid's going to be awful. Right. I, I think it's the number one mistake you can make because – and I know I've lost touch with the classroom, but I loved – like I told you before, I loved having my general 12s. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these people that would be on this general 12 list, people would be like, oh, my God. Yeah. And I never – now, I would go in with a clean slate. And, you know, you and I are sort of the same way. You can burn me once. You know, everyone has a bad day. Everyone makes a mistake. We're dealing with adolescence. But once you burn me twice, you're probably on that list with me too. Right. But I also didn't run to other people and say, yeah, I'm right. done with this people because right. you're right. I think that's the biggest thing in the world. And I don't think, I don't think that can, you know, a lot of times people used to say it was like a running joke if you were related to somebody that was bad, right? Like, oh, I'm not like my brother. But people would, there would be talk. And I, I think that's a huge mistake that educators can make yeah. is prejudging based upon what somebody else had or what somebody else's mm-hmm. experience had. And I think you say that perfectly. I, I try not to do that to the best of my ability. We've talked about people before that sometimes have, you know, for whatever reason, might have a reputation that follows them. And I, and I told you that I've never had an issue with this person, ever, mm-hmm. ever. Every time I've asked this person. So am I supposed to then, right? am I supposed to hold this person in lower regard because everyone else feels this right. way? I can't do it. Right. I wouldn't want people to do that with me. Right. So I totally agree with you. My um, favorite parts, first of all, just working with adolescents, young adults. I think it's a it's a very fun age. I, like I said, I it'd be I, I coach middle school. I think that'd be as low as I could go. I love the high school. I think this is just where it's meant to be. Yeah. Um. It's a it's a really fun group. You, even at the lowest end, the ninth graders, you get to really see them grow up. Um. I think you um. You know, the, you get to work with students at all levels. You get to know who they are. You know, like today we had our Josh Anderson and Sincere were in my fifth hour where we had the picnic, mm-hmm. and they were both here at the same time. I call them both part-time. Yeah. Because they're really – they happen to both be here together. They had pizza for everybody. Yeah. And they just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. You know, and you can joke around like yeah, that with those right. guys. I mean, they're, they're – you know, you, you get to learn these kids. They, they can laugh at themselves. Uh, the schedule, I'm not going to lie. You know, people, you know, people always want to talk about what the negatives are of education. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, the schedule is great. Mm-hmm. The schedule is great. I'm an early per- riser. Yeah, so works perfect 7.30 to be done with work at 2.35. Mm-hmm. Your work day is done. I mean, people don't re- if, if you don't want to do anything extra, that's a great schedule. Yeah. It gives you time to possibly get appointments in. It gives right. you time that you can go enjoy your kids' stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, there, you know, we, that is a benefit that we have over nine to five people. Yeah. You know, that I'm not, you know, that's, that's definitely it. And then within that, 
are the extras that we can take part in, which you and I, a lot of the people we mentioned on this show do. Um, as limited as being like an announcer or starter or um, clock operator to as much as coaching. And yeah. we both coach. And, you know, um, coaching, I've been coaching, I've coached just as long as I've been working, and I love it. And I've built, and the relationships you build coaching. And I know many of these guys that we talk to around here, Kent, Max, um, Dan, Mr. Cobflesh, there's just you, you know. There's a weird, there's a great feeling when you're in the bar and a t- like a 33 year old comes up to you, yeah. and you, hey coach, yeah, <laughs> calls you coach yeah. that you just coached him in track and field. Right. Or something. Right. These guys aren't like MLB players or anything, <laughs> but it's it's because you know you get to see these kids outside of the school. Um, you know, I, I I coached boys for a number of years. Now I'm girls cross country. You know, um, I it's it's like a small close knit group. I I follow and see what they do. Beyond, you know, I, I still have a picture on my desk from uh, Kylie and Gracie that they got me as seniors mm. that we're together with. And I, it, it's just, yes, can the general public coach? Yes, but the schedule doesn't usually work for them. Right. We have some nice coaches that are from the general public, but I, I'm very thankful that this job allows yeah. for that. That, And I know your student teacher, Frank Gomez, um, who was in subbing this week, I was talking to him, and he's been coaching since he's been out of school. Been, yeah. And, and he that's says, what Mr. Piotti, this is what makes me want to teach. That's what I was going to say. That's what's directed him. And he's teaching. great. Yeah. He's a great coach. And that's Got what, that personality. We've had these episodes before of needing young people in the education that, no, that don't just, oh, I guess I'll do this. No, that want to do it. Right. That yeah. he's all in on it, and he's going to be great. He's a great coach. He's a great um, uh, great with the kids when they're walking down the hall. He worked, coaches middle school football. And, and as soon as he graduates, a district should snap that guy up right away yeah. because he's going to be a great guy for you. So um, for our fellow educators, we'd love to hear what keeps you hanging on in the job. What, what, what are your best parts? Again, you know, it's like any form of employment. People are going to have their bad days and complain. But, uh, you know, I think people are happy for the most part. Don't yeah, you? I would think so, yeah. I mean, our kids are good kids. Like, I, you know, even like the worst of the worst kids. Like, it, it, the story you sort of hinted at about at States – this lady like yeah. complained because one of my kids rolled their eyes, and I'm like, "That's that's what you're complaining yeah. about? Like, I mean, like, what school are you? What what private school are you at where you're chucking kids over the knuckles I, with a meter I stick?" I really wonder this, or in general, how much people learn when they become parents versus those that like. It just yeah. makes me wonder. The lady that confronted you about that, that thought this student, who by the way, who a great kid. Um, it was so egregious what she did. Yeah. If that's happened, it's not okay. I'm not no. condoning it. But, but I mean, to come time. find me. Right. Like All the other advisors I talked to are like, this is absolutely crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. Whatever. All right. So we did overrated and underrated. I don't want to mess yeah. things up too bad. So that brings us to our hot mic take of the week. What do you got for us for this first hot mic of March 2024? All right. So I, uh, I, I got to preface by saying that um, there's my daughter. Yeah, happy belated birthday. Happy belated birthday, Melina. Um, happy birthday today to Ja Rule. Yeah, February 29th. How old is he then? Is he 10? I didn't look. 11? <laughs> he cusses. He's not family friendly. No, not at all. Um, all right, so the Pistons this week had an incident where uh, they a late call robbed them of a game. I, I don't know how else to say it. It was a, it was a bad call. And I ended up getting an attack. I am... More and more siding with officials. The NBA has come out with reports this year about the NBA fishing, which actually has been very good, statistically speaking, in comparison. But there's been some late game mistakes that were there's been some late game mistakes that were made that have been magnified because it's late in the game. And but overall, the, the officiating has been good in general. 
Uh, now you can make a case that the NBA officiating itself, but that's more of the problem with the system, not the officials themselves because they want offense. Anyway, the game ends, and uh, Monty Williams, coach of the Pistons, really sounded off. And I'm on a text thread with some guys, and they argued that he should not be fined because the NBA has admitted their mistake. Well, the official did. The official, yes. The NBA hasn't really come out no, yet. No, the NBA has. I listened to that on the radio yesterday. The, the official, official did admit Okay. Um, but let's 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 assume that in between now and the time the show comes out, that the NBA will acknowledge its mistake because it was. Again, there's a freeze yeah. frame of it. It yes. was it was a tackle. So, I'm but I'm defending the official because I'm like Monty Williams should get fined. If you criticize officials, to me that's that's the argument. And then this debate went a really weird direction, and I was totally kidding when I said this. And I guess this is where I want you to jump in and see what you think. I okay. So the, the argument is. He shouldn't get fined because the NBA messed up, or the, the official messed up. Um, so I said, well, then if, if it's okay for him to criticize, that official should be able to come to the mic and say, you know, Monty Williams took over a team that oh. wasn't very good <laughs> and has won. He's basically so far, if the season ended today, he'd be getting paid like $1.25 million per win. Now I'm sure that number will come down. But let's say he they end up winning just a hypothetically – 26 games, which isn't going to happen. That would mean he's getting $500,000 per win. Okay. I don't care how much money a guy makes, but is this where we're going to say turnabout's fair play? If we're going to allow coaches to do this, to me, it was an absurd argument I made, but these guys are like, yeah, that's fine. Should the referee be allowed to come out and criticize coaches? I I think the best practice is that it should always never be allowed. That's fair. I, I think that's just the best practice. I don't, and I see what you're saying. Uh, I, I think, was kidding when I said it, because I, I, I think like I, I understand, but I just think that the best practice should all. If I'm the commissioner of a league, yes, I have a meeting be, with every coach before the season starts and says, "Listen, there will be mistakes made. Yeah, we're human. There's going to be mistakes. The NFL, everyone, and say there will be a mistake made. You can on a conference call and communication with us. We do not want you doing anything. If I'm because I'm looking for the best for my league, that should be what the standard is. Yeah. I mean, I think back to the Lions game, you know, we've beat that horse into the ground. You know, we, the referee gave his explanation, yeah. and I can see the referee's explanation. I understand where the Lions feel wrong. Yeah. But the referee, even for this one, came out and said, I botched I blew it. it. Yeah, I blew it. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's what, how I would handle if I ran the league. I agree. <laughs> and again, the, just the fact that what I was saying was meant as more of a joke. Oh, yeah. uh, but, you know, I, it's like how... I don't want to defend officials too much because over the years I haven't. I've, I've, I thought the Lions got screwed that game. I thought the Pistons did this game. Now I probably don't care as much because the difference between eight and forty nine and nine forty eight is as negligible as it could possibly be. But the fact of the matter is, like the, people make mistakes on their jobs in every walk of life. Why are we insistent that it's okay for a coach to, to criticize? And Deontay's listening, I'm sure, and he's going to bash me and Antoine's going to bash me. I think they blew it, but at the same time, man. The Pistons are historically bad this year, and Monty Williams is going to use this as his forum to, to yeah, sound off. Yep. It's right. an embarrassment. You're right. Listen, you know my what's my line? <laughs> overcome. No, Max sent a really funny email about that. It's hard though. to overcome. It's hard to overcome. No overcome when there's no time. <laughs> there's no time <laughs> to preemptively overcome. Well, you got, what I mean by that, you got to, should have been up three at that point. Yeah. I, I don't know. All right. Um, I'm going to also go back to something. Um, Elizabeth Pate sent us a text uh, previewing what who Ariana, I don't want to give it away, who yeah. her Mike of the week might be, um, and it, but the discussion sort of went off into movies, and I ba- and again you and I don't want to give too much away. We're not going to give the movie title away, but you joked that I've never seen this movie. But the point of the matter is, I don't 
watched very many movies yeah. at all. I, and I don't know as I've got, and I remember back in my younger days, Elisa and I, dates used to be movies, like actually going to the movie yeah. theater, paying and right. watching a movie, like quite often, mm-hmm. you know? And then something just changed along the way with my own attention span. I have a very hard time, even when, like, new movies within the last five years, there's probably not many that I have watched at all. Mm-hmm. I just don't, ha- it's not that I don't have the time. Right. Like, we had two weeks off at Christmas. Yeah. We had, you know, we're, we had a three day weekend just this, mm-hmm. uh, you know, four day weekend four day just weekend, this last yeah. weekend. I, ju- I have Netflix, I have HBO Max. I, I just, I don't know if, am I the only person that this is happening to? Um, Elizabeth, I think, pointed out that Oppenheimer is now on Peacock, mm-hmm. I think, which we have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I hear it's great. Yes. But I also hear it's a monster, right? Like three hours? Yeah. You're, yeah. Like, I don't, I know I cannot do it in one I sitting. I, I know, like, I know, there is no way I could do that. I'm and finding so, that out now with books. Okay. And then that's. Well, books, though. Like, frightening to me because it's not I. supposed to be. Oh, you mean you can't even finish it? I, I'm getting to the point. Yeah. I, I, history books that I used to love are. Becoming but I, but draining again, and taxing. You know, we were talking about now. Here's the thing, though. When I was watching um, the True Detective season six, mm-hmm. four, you were now, locked. In. It was only six episodes. Yeah, I did not watch it in a, in a one day sitting. Yeah, but that's the thing. I watched one or right. two and then stopped. So that I think that's what. And then in Curb Your Enthusiasm is only about 28 minutes. I watched that last night, yesterday when I got home. But it's weird because I can do. I'm, you're right. Movie a movie is daunting unless there's like you know Denzel Washington, Liam Neeson, somebody I really like. But I but I can watch a two two and a half hour game, three hour football. Yeah, game, yes, like hour. a foot. Yes, or like Weirds. Red Zone. I sit there and watch Red Zone for yeah. seven hours. But yeah. it's, I guess it's different things. I don't know. I guess I'm, I I want to really see Oppenheimer, but I don't know if I can invest. Three straight Maybe hours. what we can do is you watch the first half, I'll watch the second half. <laughs> and we come I, back it is a movie it. I should see. <laughs> you know, and I think back, I saw seven in the theaters and loved it. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, and I, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's, is it a part of getting older? But, you know, there's other people I know that just love them. I don't even want to go to the other than the food, shocker to our audience. I have no desire to go to a movie theater. So I think movie theater food is no good. Oh, the popcorn. I'm talking about the popcorn know, and the fountain pop. Popcorn. I don't drink pop and popcorn at movie. Oh, diet Pepsi at a, you know, a nice fountain. Oh, my goodness. Back when I was drinking regular pop, that if it's Pepsi, that syrupy Pepsi, oh, my goodness. I used to love it. I, I'm not oh. going to love but I, I. You're right, though. The rest of the food is not good. No. Hot. It's gross. Yeah. Like people that pay for the all you can eat that. And it's really gross. Like the, the counters and everything. Yes. You know? Oh, yeah. It's a mess. Ugh. I'm sick. I'm talking just the popcorn. So that's, that's there. All right. And again, it's. Um, it's a slow time. There's nothing really to pick. The wings are on a hot streak, I guess. I guess get your car flags out from 98 people. Stop being a hater, Get your man. car Come flags on. out. Come on. This city um, has – we've had nothing. Yeah, well, I – whatever. It is what it is. I'm not going to waste time on that. Um, we are going to try to get Ariana. Her basketball season hopefully goes on a little bit next week. They have districts. Good luck to them and yep. the, uh, as they head to the court next week. But once her season's over, we're going to have her in as a guest to uh, kick things off here as we move into the spring. Um, we're probably going to have to take a week off because you're going to be overseas. I mean, Europe. Unless yeah. You yeah, I don't want to try to lock you down to Zoom as you're, you know, in the Vatican. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they might frown upon that. Yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah, exactly. All right, well, that's it. Everybody have a great week. Happy March, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>